Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. The heart is a harbor. In the Bible, the heart of man is compared to the inward man, to the strings of a bow, to the strings of a musical instrument, to a musical instrument itself, to a well, to a spring. But I want to suggest another metaphor for the human heart. It's a harbor. This week, we're discussing authenticity and its power. One of the things that get in the way of an authentic life is not clearing our heart or our harbor. You see, into the heart flows all manner of things, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad, the uplifting, the discouraging. Each human heart is a harbor. Things not only flow into the heart, but out as well. Solomon said, from the heart flows the issues of life. It's not what goes into the mouth, Jesus said, but what flows from the heart that defiles us. The heart's harbor is deceitful, It's treacherous. It's circuitous. The currents change daily. Tributaries and channels form. Passages of the heart can be cleared one moment, blocked the next. Jeremiah asked of the perilous shoals of the heart's harbor, who can know it? God knows it. He sees not as man sees. He sees our hearts. You and I allow things to flow into our hearts. We have sort of a port system. Docks are ready to offer safe harbor for those approaching vessels, either good or bad, bearing good fortune, disaster, bringing blessings from afar, or bloodthirsty pirates that will destroy the inner man. The inner man of the heart acts as a dock supervisor. At times, he signals the ships to go away. At other times, he cannot or will not. Some wretched wind blows some horrible ships into our harbors. Each of them has a different name. Each brings nothing beautiful into our harbor. Each has the stench of a multitude of harbors that it's visited and ruined, and each has been pirated, and nothing remains of much value. Each is populated only with the apparitions of hurts, memories, envy, strife, the like. There are several ships we should never allow in our harbor. Resentment is one of those things we can't let gain access to our heart. Job 36, the godless in heart harbor resentment. Resentment is an unusual thing. It doesn't flare up like wrath, displaying itself as a tantrum. It's more passive-aggressive. Resentment is slow-growth rage, sautéed anger. In 2 Samuel 17, we read the story of Ahithophel, David's most trusted advisor, until the king's affair with Bathsheba. Some hold that Ahithophel was Bathsheba's grandfather and never forgave David for what he did to her. He harbored resentment, a slow rage that eventually led to rebellion and the ending of his own life. If that theory is true, that Ahithophel is Bathsheba's grandfather, of course he had a right to be upset with David. David was certainly in the wrong. But when we permit the sun to go down on our resentment, it doesn't take long before our heart's harbor is filled 
with resentment. Someone else got promoted. Someone else got the raise. Someone else got what we thought we deserved. What we're doing is opening up a dock for resentment to come sailing into our life. We need to make it very clear. Resentment is never welcome in our heart's harbor. Here's another one. Regrets. Regrets, Sinatra saying, I've had a few. Most people have had more than a few regrets. For all sad words of tongue and pen, the saddest are these. It might have been. Whittier identified regret as one of the saddest words of them all. This particular ship comes equipped with pilot's wash basin. Wash as you will, but you'll never get rid of that regret. There's a distorted window in this ship out of which Demas must have looked to see his world. Gaze as you will, but your dreams will never come any closer. A small fire burns there, maybe the fire that Simon Peter warmed his hands while denying Jesus. Oh, the boatloads of shame and regret and guilt. This ship sits low in the harbor, jam-packed with notions and memories of how we failed God, remembrances of how we hurt others and tokens of shame, regrets. It's King Saul at the witch of Endor's house saying, please, I must speak to Samuel. I wish I would have listened to him. He told me what I needed to hear. Please, summons that phantom face from the past. Conjure up the ghost of yesteryear. That's regrets. Regrets, it's like when King Herod heard about Jesus. He thought, Mark 6 tells us this, he thought it was John the Baptist risen from the dead. Herod had ordered the beheading of John the Baptist. Is that you, Jesus? Are you, John, risen from the dead? I'm not sure how to treat you as a person in my past or a person in my present. Do I project on you the face of the one that I hurt? Regrets. Don't let regrets enter into your heart's harbor. Here's a third one, revenge. We know this ship is an illusion. It's only a figment of our imagination. Revenge isn't real. For it doesn't belong to us and it doesn't belong to this world. Vengeance only belongs to God and it only belongs in true judgment in eternity. Our desire to get back, our desire to pay back is self-defeating. It's in the 28th Psalm. Do not drag me away with the wicked, with those who do evil, who speak cordially with their neighbors, but harbor malice in their heart. This harboring of malice in our heart, this desire to get even, it's not a good thing. This ship, this ship called Revenge, bears the mark of Cain as well. For this ghost ship pulled into the first murderer's harbor a long time ago. Cain eyed Abel's sacrifice. He resented the fire falling on his brother's lamb, not on his own sacrifice. Harbored resentment creates room for revenge. What's that flag on that lonely mast of the ship called Vengeance? It appears to be made of colorful strips of cloth. Oh, yes, Joseph's coat of favor. The young man was laid bare by the resentful, vengeful hands of jealous brethren. Someone else was more popular. Someone else was more gifted. Someone else got the breaks. And of course, we have to bring that person down. 
Tokyo police recently arrested a man who was upset over being denied entrance to graduate school 14 years ago. Since that day, he has averaged about 10 phone calls a night between the hours of 8 p.m. and 2 a.m. to the former professor whom he blames for his lost opportunity. Those 14 years of annoying phone calls total up to over 50,000 calls. Oh, what a miserable lot these ships are. There are many more that I could describe, godless things that can come up into your heart's harbor, things like self-pity, ignorance, racism, narrow-mindedness, insecurity. But I can't leave it there because every day, Every day when we realize what the big cat has drug into our harbors, we've got a decision to make. Will I let these ships of revenge and resentment and regret remain in my heart's harbor? Or will I point them out? I must roll up the gangplanks and shout, you're not welcome here. You're not flying the right flag. Your citizenship is not eternal, but infernal. You've got to leave. You don't belong in my life. I've got to say with Isaiah, sail for home, sail away. I have no docks left in this harbor. I have to decide, am I going to permit these ships to gain access to my harbor? In Jeremiah 4, the prophet asked Israel, how much longer will you harbor these things. What are you waiting for? Deal with them today and don't delay. Don't wait any longer, but get these things out of your lives. You say, how? How do I do that? Well, the primary thing we have to do is close off access to our heart's harbor. How did these ships get into our lives in the first place? Job said the godless harbor such thing. Godlessness invites resentment. Nature abhors a vacuum, and in the godless heart will come every regretful ship. We must be not godless, but Godful in our thought life, our priorities, our worship, our associations, our conduct. Jeremiah once advised people in a strange land, remember the Lord. Think on Jerusalem, Jeremiah 5150. Replenish your thought life. Be filled with the presence of God. Remember all that God has done for you. The victory then is found in our minds. As Paul said in Philippians 3, we need to think on what's true and what's noble, what's just, lovely, pure, of good report. You will not be godless. You will be Godful when you think on these things. The God of peace will fill your life. Seek to be God full in your priorities. Don't follow the plans or biddings of others. Let God order your step. Be God full in the spirit. Simon Peter said that one day for God is like a thousand years to man. Well, that means that 24 hours to God equals 8,760,000 hours to you and me. You take that ratio and multiply it by an average man's life of 80 years, your life, my life, our lives are like 11 and a half minutes to God. Just 11 and a half minutes. That's too short compared to eternity. We just have too little time to hold on to regrets and revenge and resentments. We need to empty the harbor. What God has forgiven, he has forgotten. There is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, where the spirit of the Lord flows freely. 
there is liberty. There is a rising tide to remove these ships from your heart's harbor. And then go ahead and replace revenge with compassion. Replace resentment with love. Replace regret with joy. Go ahead and take control of your heart's harbor and say, this is not welcome, but I welcome the opposite. Take the fruit of the Spirit. When hatred tries to come into your heart, say, no, you're not welcome here. I am going to be filled with the love of God. When despair and gloominess come against you and tries to dock in your harbor, you say, no, 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 I'm welcoming the fruit of the Spirit. I've got joy coming into my life. When impatience comes against you and tries to make you accept it into your heart's harbor, say, no, I'm reaching for perseverance. I'm reaching for the fruit of the Spirit in my life. I'm going to so populate my harbor that there is no room. I'm going to give no place to the enemy. I'm going to displace where the enemy is there. I'm not going to give him a beachhead, a toehold to have a strategic point against me in my life. Your heart is like a harbor. You are the dock master. Make sure that only the good things of God are allowed to rest in your harbor. Evict every other thing in your life through the power of the word, through the blood of the lamb and the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to gain victory we're going to live authentic lives. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.